This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 126. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst, and my husband Brett and I are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement, and this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, today's episode is called Laughter in Marriage, and today you are in for a real treat. Our guests on the podcast are Melissa and David Radke. In case you don't know who the Radkeys are, they live in Lufkin, Texas, they have two children, and they are one of the funniest couples you will ever meet. Melissa is a best-selling author and has made some of the funniest viral videos that have literally been viewed by millions of people. She has a popular podcast called Ordinary People, Ordinary Things, and my favorite thing about both of them is that they always keep it real. My recent conversation with them was about the importance of laughing together in marriage. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Melissa and David Radke to Marriage to the Max. This has been a long time coming. I am so excited to have you both here. And we are going to talk about laughter in marriage. And what? I'm excited about that. What a horrible topic. <laughs> Who laughs in marriage? I know. Well, I mean, y'all are familiar with, I'm sure, the Old Testament verse that says a joyful heart is good medicine. I think laughter is definitely a part of a joyful heart. Mm -hmm. And I just, Brett and I sometimes look at each other when we're around very serious couples who, you know, laughter is just not a huge high value for them. And we just look at each other and go, how in the world do you do marriage without laughing every single day? You know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the truth is, you don't know that they're not. Maybe behind closed doors, maybe they're just a little more solemn about it. I mean, I know some real fuddy-duddies who have great marriages. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe it works for some. Yeah, I, that, I guess that's true. Like, I shouldn't go so far as to say you have to have a good sense of humor to have a good marriage. But yeah, maybe you just have to have what fits your marriage. But I still say marriage will make you laugh or cry. You, that, you get to choose which one. That know? is for sure. There's no middle of the road. So on a scale of one to 10, how much do you guys value laughter in your relationship? I'd say probably like one is the lowest, 10 is the highest. Yeah. One to two. Yeah, <laughs> me like too. <laughs> I'll tell you this. When we first got married, I probably would have said eight, eight. Now I would say 17. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Now that I know how hard it is, You know, when you're young and in love, you think laughter is only like somewhat needed because lust will carry you the rest of the way, right? (laughs) But that wears off. When the lust goes down, the laughter Laughter comes up. up. That's right. There you go. That needs to be cross-stitched on a pillow right there. (laughs) (laughs) Lust down, laughter up. (laughs) Yeah, the best, I mean, I think the best relationship advice my mom ever gave me, and she said it to me my whole life, is Kelly, marry someone you can laugh with because life is hard. And sometimes you, like you said, if you, you're either going to laugh or you're, you're going to cry. Okay. And sometimes we just want to laugh instead. So, okay. So you guys, I can't remember, 
I think you guys were friends before y'all started dating. Did, did I remember that correctly? We were. We were very good friends. I fixed him up with a girl at college. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So did y'all know when y'all were just friends, like before you got romantically involved, how soon in the relationship did you recognize that the other person was really funny or that you just loved the other person's sense of humor? I would say when we were friends, we both knew we had a good sense of humor because we were... No, no, no. No, no. That's not what she's asking. <laughs> He's not asking, oh, did we both know we were were funny because I've always known I was funny. <laughs> I've not been for sure that you were funny until just a couple years ago, but um, <laughs> that's what she's asking. But isn't that what you're saying? Like, how did we, how soon did we know? Yeah. Yeah. This is a important part of their personality. Right. Right. What would you say to that, Dave? I would say like almost like when we were friends, because we laughed and joked around so much as friends. Yeah. I knew that was that was, I mean, that was something that attracted to me, attracted you to me. Yeah. Attra- okay. Yes. I would say that, and I'm, I feel weird like bringing this up because you're not saying it, but you told me that one time you and I, I went, I went with you, you were going to pay a light bill or something like that. And you saw me walking across the campus. You opened up your car door and said, come on, come, go with me. So I went with you. We had a great time. We laughed and cut up. When you got back, you said to your roommate, I want that girl to be my very best friend. She is so funny. Like I like that girl's going to be my best friend. Little did you know I'd be your wife. But so I'm just trying to say you know. So you're saying I knew it was important to me, but you didn't. Know. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you were right away, and you need to say that. But you, on the other hand, weren't raised in an exceptionally funny home. I was just about to ask that because I assume, Melissa, from because I've watched y'all's reality show and your extended family and everything, I assumed you grew up in, you know, a funny family or at least a family that appreciated, you know, humor. What about oh, you, David? Yeah. Was your was yours a more serious family or? Now, maybe a little bit more serious. My dad's actually really funny. Yeah. Now he's, you know, he's in his 80s now, but he was a school teacher for a long time, a bivocational pastor. And he was very, you know, everybody loved social. him. Social. Very social, very, yeah. you know, very funny as far as that. So it wasn't a serious, but I don't think that Melissa's home was necessarily a funny home. Here it goes. As much Here as, it goes. I remember the first time I met Melissa's family, the whole family, when we left, I said, Melissa, do they even like each other? They're so mean to each other. Yeah. <laughs> because they're very sarcastic and very biting and they don't let anything slide. So yes. it was funny, but it kind of had an edge. I would actually say that that, that is 100% right. He's dead on. When David and I met, I had a very biting, sarcastic sense of humor. I still have a sarcastic sense of humor, but... But David has helped to shave off the rough, rough edges. My, my my sense of humor isn't as hurtful <laughs> as, a, and it's not always at someone's expense, yeah. which it was a lot when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. David, on the other hand, had a good sense of humor, but it didn't have any edge to it whatsoever. And I've kind of given him a little bit of an edge. And yeah. so we each other a little sharper and a little better. I've, I, made I've him, told dad jokes since I was like five. Oh, for real, David, <laughs> so <I've> always, for <laughs> real. And I've helped him sharpen a lot, but he's helped me become a become a, a nicer, funny person. Because, you yeah. know, there's, there's two types of laughter, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kind that's, that everybody enjoys and the kind that only one person enjoys because it's at someone's you know, demise. And uh, I did that a lot growing up, but I don't like that kind now. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. 
You used to be like Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, David, now, I was not. Now you're more like uh, Nate Bergazzi. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I'll take that. But <laughs> yes, he's so great. I Andrew Dice Clay, first of all, my parents never allowed me to I was just trying to, to think of whoever I'm was telling the, your parents you even know who that is. The harshest <laughs> of, you know. Yes. Yeah. And I grew up in a family, too, where the line between laughing with someone and laughing at someone got very blurry. Yeah. And there were times when we had, you know, it was it could be sometimes a little bit hurtful, you know. And one th- gag we have going in our family with Brett and me is, you know, he'll say something that's a little bit sarcastic or, you know, what, and I'll go that was, you know, hurtful. And he'll go, but I was being funny. And I go, if you have to say I was being funny. Uh-huh. You, it's you've grown, <laughs> the other person didn't see it. Were you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My kids so, right now are all about I was just joking. I was just joking. Yeah. And so, but you have to teach them that that line of what's, you know, what's okay. Yeah. It's so it's it's weird, but yeah, because just yeah, yeah. I remember having that conversation with because both of our kids are very very funny. Like they can be just biting wit, like really really smart funny. And when our son was in like middle school and high school, just figuring out that he could really you know be funny, uh-huh. he would go a little too far with his friends, and he'd go and he was just so like righteous indignation about. But it's funny. I go, <laughs> it is funny. But it's also hurtful. Like you, yeah. <laughs> just because something is funny does. <laughs> and, and there's a line, and you'll learn it. I didn't learn it until later in life. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness for David for kind of teaching me the error of my ways. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so so yeah, well, I've shaped up a little bit. Yeah, y'all y'all have morphed into each other a little bit. <laughs> I love that. So here's a d- silly question, but I, I saw this online. I thought it was interesting. Do you think you have to be a funny person yourself in order to appreciate a good sense of humor? I'm going to answer that by saying that I hope one of my very best friends does not listen to this podcast (laughs) because she will know I'm talking about her. But I would say the answer to that is no. Mm -hmm. She's not a funny person at all, but she can laugh with the best of them. Yeah. And I actually love her because I don't need somebody to compete me with me and my funny. Like (laughs) I only want, I want to be the funniest person at the table. (laughs) And she, but she knows that she's not that way. She knows she doesn't have a super great comic, comedic personality, joke a minute, whatever. But man, she's a easy, she's easy to laugh. And yeah. so I appreciate that in a person. I don't think you have to have both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not everybody's a comedian. Sometimes yeah. people are just the audience. Some people just appreciate the humor. Yeah. Themselves. That, yeah. That's a good way of putting what that. What do you think? Oh yeah. I, I was going to say, we've definitely had friends that were they were not very funny. We had a friend. This has been a long time ago, but I thought this was really funny. Do you remember our friend that said, you know what? I'm going to start watching Comedy Central every night because he wanted to get funnier. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's not how that's you not, do it. That's, <laughs> that's such a sweet idea. Oh, <laughs> isn't that precious? And I think we actually did that when he said that. We were like, oh, that's, that's so precious. And he's like, y'all shut up. Y'all shut up. So no, I don't, I don't think you have to be funny to appreciate Yeah. That. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we kind of touched on this a little bit a few minutes ago, but gallows humor, you know, when you're having to cope through, we call it dark humor at our house, mm-hmm. but when you're going through something difficult or challenging and you can find the ability to joke about it or make fun of it, 
how important do you think that is? Because at our house, we have a really high value around that. In fact, we can have such dark humor about difficult things in life that if we were to say the things outside of our house that we say in our house, people would be like, whoa. And so, but I think it's just helpful sometimes to bring some levity to situations that are just hard, you know? Yeah. Well, first of all, we're idiots and you need to know that going into this interview. <laughs> when you sent us the questions, we had to look up the definition of gallows humor. Oh no. We didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> um, we were laying in bed last night. We looked it up. And then as soon as we read the definition, we were like, oh yeah, we definitely do that. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm reminded of a time, I gosh, it was probably 18 years ago now, 18, 17 or 18 years ago. David and I went through a very, very dark time in our marriage. I wrote about it in my book and it was a really difficult time. And I left David. I actually left him. We lived in Tennessee and I flew home to Texas to live with my parents until I could figure out what to do next. And so I was with my parents for about two weeks. And when I decided that I wanted to make this marriage work, that this was, this was worth it. We were in the car one time and my, I was in the back seat. My mom and dad were in the front. My dad was driving and he said to me, Melissa, I know it doesn't seem like it now, but you're going to look back on this and laugh. And I couldn't help but think that would be the craziest thing to ever look back at this heartbreak that is breaking up my marriage and to think that we would laugh about it. Yeah. Well, fast forward all these years later, and we not only laugh about it, I joke and pick David mercilessly about it. And we have found my dad was right. Mm-hmm. My dad was right. We would look back on it and laugh because, first of all, if you can look back on something and laugh, then I think that's a really great sign you've healed. Mm. I do. I think there's that that you can do that if there's been a lot of healing that has taken place, a lot of restoration that has taken place to repair that marriage, to repair that brokenness. If you can look back on it and laugh, then you've come a long way. That's a yeah. that's a great sign. And so, yeah. We laugh about some things that have, if we brought them up at a dinner table full of other couples, they would be like, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, I can't, but, but we're okay. Don't you see? We're okay. Well, and so that's how, why we get to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think you make an interesting point because what I'm hearing you say is in that time, it was, we were kind of in something individually, mm-hmm. you know, so you're not really telling jokes to yourself at that point because there's nothing funny. But I think like in a relationship, when we're in those things together and like we can't process how broke we are, we have made hysterical jokes. Oh, about our, our, oh yeah. You know, or especially about our finances. Yeah. I mean, we we actually have a a running joke, right? And I'm going to tell you what it is and it's so stupid. Nobody will get it. But David and I, when we have been at our poorest and hear us, That is as recently as 72 hours ago. I mean, we're poor like (laughs) the majority of the time because we are in a very fickle business. Sure. And it's, so anyway, we're broke a lot. And we have found that the the times we want to eat out the most are when we have the least money to spend. Oh my gosh. And so we will go to a very nice restaurant knowing we have not got a pot to pee in or when to throw it out and david will say tonight we eat like kings <laughs> knowing full well we can't even afford an appetizer and so i mean that is just something that we joke about and nobody would get that there's probably oh not my even gosh 
listening to this podcast right now that's laughing at that, but it's funny to us and it helps in yes. those moments when you're either going to laugh or cry. And what's yeah. your favorite thing to order? Is it ice soup? Ice soup. Ice I'll <laughs> take some ice soup. <laughs> Which is just water and ice. It's awesome. Some salt soup. We could throw that yeah. in. Uh-huh. But you know, even I think with everything the world's been going through with with COVID and everything else, I think we've had times of joking, even some personal things with some health of people in your family. Mm-hmm. We were all together not too long ago and one of the family members is kind of going through some health things and they were joking. They were picking, you know, they were kind of picking on it mm-hmm. because it does kind of give at least some, some level levity and it kind of releases some. It's like a release valve. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. The, for the pressure cooker. One of my yeah. favorite stories is, uh, about that is I have a sister who's three years younger than me. And when she was 22, she was in a terrible car accident. So she lives with the deficits of a traumatic brain injury, but she's very high functioning and, you know, drives and everything else. But one of the things she lost with her brain injury was, I mean, she has no filter. So she will say anything that hits her brain. And there've been some moments with that. One Mm -hmm. of my (laughs) funniest moments was we were, we had taken her shopping. This was not long, less like a couple of years after her injury. And so she was still a little bit, you know, wobbly and kind of, and we were standing at the Clinique counter at, you know, Macy's or something. And it was Christmas shopping. So there's hundreds of people around. She couldn't get her keys or something out of her purse. And she let an expletive fly at about (laughs) 80 decibels. My mom and I were just standing there and everyone just, you know, shocked and horror look at us. And in that moment, you can't turn around and go, she has a brain injury and right. we uh-huh. explain it. So we just stood there and giggled like yeah. we were kids. You know, I'm sure people thought we were out of our minds, but what else are you <laughs> going to do? You know, absolutely. <laughs> I, I will tell you, we actually had David. This is when we were first married. He had some news to deliver to me one night about something that had happened in his family. And he said, hey, I I want, he sat me down. He said, I wanted to share something with you and um, something that's kind of serious happened in my family. I may have to fly home and be with my family for a few days. And when he told me, I fell over laughing. Now, I'm telling the truth. I, it wasn't funny, Mm -hmm. but I have that disorder that you (laughs) laugh at the times that you should not laugh. I I have Uh, it too. I recently had to leave a, you know, um, in the South, when someone is passes away, you have a viewing like yes. the night before. Yes. I had to leave in the middle of it. I got so tickled. I couldn't stop laughing. And then I, some things happened with my body and I had to leave. <laughs> and uh, so I, that happens to me at really inopportune times. David has thankfully, by the grace of God, accepted that about me. Yeah. But there's been some really dark times when I've busted out in a laughter that it's just like a nervous laugh or something. I know, I know. I can't explain what it is. I know psychologically I shouldn't be doing it. I know. I have the same disorder. You and I are kindred spirits. I had to walk out of my daughter's piano recital once (laughs) because my son made me laugh too hard. We've had all the, I mean, my mother was walking down the steps and broke her toe and I laughed. She's in diapers. I'm not not happy she's hurting, but the way she fell was so funny. Like, oh, oh, I think it's, yeah, we had one of my very best friends. Her husband was mowing the yard and he slipped. And cut his toe off. And I'm telling you, I couldn't look at him straight for an entire week. I just laughed and laughed. But so, yeah, it is it is a pressure valve of some sorts. But here's the thing. 
I have found that I'm either going to laugh in those times or I'm going to drink in those times. I'm going to eat in those times. or I'm going to pop pills in those times. Thank God he gave me laughter. That's my go-to. It's very true. It's our vice. It's our vice. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I I read online that laughing for 20 seconds, like the really hearty belly laugh, like where you can't breathe has more health benefits than three minutes of exercise on a rowing machine. And I was like, hallelujah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullcrap on that. Okay, y'all are listening to a podcast, so you can't see me. But look me up online. I've had some belly laughs, and it does not look like I've been on a rowing machine. So it I'm sounds, calling bullcrap. It no. seems like we work out like about thirty to forty five minutes a day. I know, but yet we don't have we don't anything look. to show. Yeah. For oh man. Uh, you know, I thought that was good no- news because I am such an inconsistent workouter. <laughs> and maybe God is like, do y'all know what you would look like though? If you, yeah. If, maybe that's maybe, oh. maybe it's true. Maybe you're looking at that glass as half empty. Perhaps you should look at it as half full. You'd be worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of laughter, like for particularly my daughter and I have this, where we'll just laugh at the stupidest things that no one in the room, both of our husbands look at us like, I don't even know why that's funny. And we're just like <laughs> on the floor. And oh, in yeah. those moments, I'm always, she has videos of me going, my stomach, my stomach. Like it's, it's worse than, you know, crunches. <laughs> I love a good laugh like that. I love it. It's the best. Well, so tell me if you can think of one, if you can't, it's no big deal. But do you have a story, a little go-to story of when you were maybe arguing or just like in the middle of a, you know, awful fight or argument where one of you or both of you just started laughing and it's just saved you from spiraling off the cliff? I'll let you go. I'll let you handle that one first. (laughs) I would say, number one, it's so different. Now, we actually just celebrated 27 years of marriage. So it's, it's very different now than it was, you know, early on. I think now we can do that. Like, there's not a story behind it, but just like, I can be really upset about something or she can be really upset and we'll just get each other tickled because we don't probably get upset that often. (laughs) Yeah. And so we'll just start laughing. I don't have like a specific thing. Well, I Mm -hmm. do. I have one. So first of all, when David and I were first married, we stopped at a gas station one time and he was filling up the gas and he decided to wash the windshield off the, at the front. And for whatever reason, I reached over and hit the wipers right as he was. And so water splashed up on him. (laughs) Y'all, he got so mad that I remembered thinking, I'm going to have to get this marriage annulled. I cannot be married to anybody who doesn't think that is hilarious. That was hilarious. That is slapstick classic humor right there. I mean, he was so mad. Like he wouldn't talk to me for an hour in the car. And I remember thinking. Surely we were going some, somewhere and I had on something. No, we, like. no, we weren't. David, you just were that rigid. Um, you didn't think it was funny at all. Now, if I did it, he'd get kind of peeved, but he'd yeah. call me an idiot and we'd move on. But the other day we were in the car, the kids were in the back and we were driving from Houston back to Lufkin and you got mad about something. I can't remember specifically what it is, but the kids said something like, I think it was Remy who was like, well, dad, if you would just let me. And you said, you went, well, dad, if you would just let me, (laughs) you did it because you were mad, but it got me so tickled. (laughs) And I looked out the window and I started laughing. And then that made you better. And you said, you know, when we're dealing with something with parenting, you could get on my side. I said, I can't. I can't get on any side who just of a man, a grown man who just had to mock a 15-year-old child. I can't do it. And, um, 
it got you tickled and then it got the kids tickled and then it broke the ice. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that, because you want to know what what is dynamite is yes. when you're fighting and kids get involved in it. Like, that's just like saying, sick of Fido. I mean, it's bad news. But, but I got tickled that you go, <laughs> using that voice with Remy. And we all started laughing and it just, it's just the most beautiful breaking of the ice. Yes. Oh, <laughs> when that can happen. Otherwise, we would have driven in silence for 45 minutes. Yeah. Because that's just what we do. We get mad. We, we don't talk for 45 minutes, then we're back. So you're saying what I did was actually hilarious. saved us. There you go. So my, yeah, so it was my actions that helped us stop. Yes, it was your maturity of mocking a 15-year-old. <laughs> yes, it was that. Once again, your immaturity saves us, Dave. <laughs> oh, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, that's <laughs> At our house, one of the things that I, and it, start, it, it was annoying to Brett when we were younger. Now he just knows to expect it. But he has this habit, and this is the benefit of doing an interview by myself, is he's not here to defend himself. Uh-huh. But one of the things that he does is he reacts really crazily if he like, stubs his toe or like, you know, and so like, he'll scream like this blood curdling scream and I'll, I'm running downstairs. What is it? And he's like, I, you know, he was taking clothes out of the dryer. He said, I burned my finger on a pajama snap, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, and so I, of course I am laughing at that. And when we were younger, it was really annoying, but now he just almost looks at me like expecting it. Like Kelly, I'm not kidding you. That is so David Radke. Maybe that's a men thing. I don't know. But I'm not kidding you. I have never burned myself on a pajamas. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying the other day, you know what? Okay. We've been remodeling some of our house. You want to get in a fight galore. Um, You want to talk about the gallows. Oh, yeah. That's gallows. He wanted me to hold something. Hold this while I put this nail in the wall. So I was holding it, but I wasn't holding it the way he wanted it held. And so he reached over and like moved it out of the way or something while I'm holding it. And I said, Dave, you react sometimes like you are a raging lunatic. And we we got to laughing. But honestly, like what is, babe, what is with these dramatic overtures? Because you hit the snooze alarm one time or... You missed a call from the post office. I mean, it's the craziest thing. I don't know. That's for the emotional podcast. This is the laughter podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll part to that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I when our kids were growing up, they one of them figured out, you know, when they were fairly young, that if Brett and I were arguing or starting a little tiff, that they would, they would pretty much side with mom because they're just, you know, like, you know, they're mama's kids or whatever. But they would say, you know, Brett would say something and they would go, beep, bad move. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they still do that as adults, like, beep, bad move, you know. So uh, that was kind of the Holy Spirit of the moment. <laughs> David's, David's good about that. The other day, Remy said, she was asking where something was in the house, where her candy was. And I said, I ate it. And she said, why didn't you eat my candy? And David was just sitting there kind of smiling. He wasn't saying anything. And she goes, I thought you were supposed to be on a diet. David went, beep, beep, beep. Back that up, back that up. You don't do that. We don't do that. Don't do that to her. I mean, he saves our children. They're alive because of him. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are so much fun. This has been a super fun conversation. And I think probably a lot of our listeners will know who you guys are because y'all are so great online. But if our audience wanted to find you guys online, what's the best place for them to go? Well, you can go to Melissa's website, melissaradke.com. She's probably a little more active on Facebook and TikTok, uh, even than the webpage. So those are great great places to follow her and Instagram as well. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do y'all still st- still do the uh, Rise with Radke little morning videos or was that just a certain season? Rise and Radke, we do it every single morning at 9 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that for a private membership group that we have. You can join the Radkey membership group. And when you do, you get Rise and Radkey every morning with David and I. You get uh, Radkey reading glasses, which is a book club that we do together and some behind the scenes fun stuff that we do, Q&As and stuff like that. And we really, that's probably one of our favorite things out of our profession that we do is that community group. It's really become, especially in a time of such devastation in the mm-hmm. world and, and mm-hmm. darkness, to think that you can find a community that laughs together mm-hmm. and that is where the bonds are made and the laughter. Who knew that that could happen over the internet? Yeah. But it can. And so that has really become one of our favorite things. And I I suggest if you don't like to laugh, if you don't like absurd humor and sarcasm, don't follow us. Don't, <laughs> don't try to join the Rise and Radke. You will be like appalled at us. I mean, we find humor in the most the horrible, most horrible sexual innuendos ever in the world. I mean, we can come up with them. Um, so, but we have people that love Jesus and we have people that haven't stepped foot in a church in years. It's mm-hmm. just a really safe space for all kinds of different people from all kinds of backgrounds, but who have one thing in common. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do life alone and they want to laugh while they're doing it. Right. And so it's, it's become great. It's really fun. That's so great. That's one thing I just love about y'all besides your humor and your ability to laugh at just about anything is y'all are Christian people, but you keep everything so real and yeah. so approachable. And I just love that. I love that about y'all. Y'all can y'all can fit in in any space, which I think is just fantastic. Thank you. That's a good compliment to hear. We try. We that's That was really our goal mm-hmm. is to not alienate any sect of people. Look, the world's going to alienate enough, right? The world's going to be cruel enough. Mm-hmm. And so our goal was to just always make people feel welcome and like there was just plenty of room for them at the table. And so I think I think that we've done a pretty good job of that. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, I definitely feel that way. Well, thank y'all so much. This has been a delightful conversation. And I know our listeners are going to be excited to participate and get to know y'all a little bit better. Thank y'all so much, David and Melissa Ratke for joining Marriage to the Max today. Thank Thanks you for having, for having us. Thank you so much, girl. You're welcome. <laughs>